Want to have your very own free-range egg farming business? Welcome to Green Grass Egg Farming Podcast with Daniel O'Brien, the show dedicated to giving you the latest tips, ideas and interviews to help you produce the best tasting free-range eggs and sell your eggs for the highest price. And here's your host, Daniel O'Brien. Daniel O'Brien here. Welcome back to Greengrass Egg Farming. Today I am chatting with Kate from Top 100 Acres from Victoria, Australia. How are you, Kate? I'm well, thanks, Daniel. How are you? I'm going very well. So I wanted to chat with you today. We have known each other for a few years now, but I wanted to go back to before you had chickens on your farm and what, like a, a bit about your farm, how big is it, where is it located? Yeah, so um, we're um, near Whittlesea, which is uh, about 40k to the north of Melbourne, um, near the Anyan Reservoir. So um, the whole farm is, um, we're on 200 acres. Um, so yeah, historically we've had um, horses on the farm. Um, so it's been in the family for about 70 years. So um, yeah, I had my sort of six to eight backyard chickens um, my whole life. But um, yeah, we've never sort of done um, chickens on a commercial scale before we, we started with the chicken caravans. Okay, so how long ago was it now that you got your first lot of chickens? That was more than six chickens. Like, how how long are we talking? So it was 2013. Um, I think we got our first um, caravan and... Um, yeah, we, we started with 50 chickens. Um, we got a, a 450 caravan, but started with 50 just to um, see how we went. And, um, yeah, from there we grew relatively quickly and, um, yeah, went up to about 600 and uh, we now have just over 1,000. So Okay. So tell me, what was it like for you in those early days for before you even got those 50 chickens? What, what were you thinking about? the idea of, of getting chickens and how it was all going to work for you? I guess um, we were looking for, um, you know, an income stream for the farm um, and also, um, you know, a way to improve the, the pasture. Um, so I sort of, yeah, I remember Googling online and I've always been really interested in permaculture and um, stumbling across your caravans and I'm um, thinking, oh, that'd be really good and, um yeah, that, that was basically the reason why we um, we started um, with the, the chickens and, um, yeah, it sort of went from there and it's, it's hard to believe it's, um, yeah, that many years ago now. Yeah. So how, how long did you have 50 chickens for before you decided, hey, this could be a goer, let's, like, to, to, to get your confidence up to say, hey, let's ramp up some numbers now? Uh, fairly short time. We probably had them for three or four months um, okay. before we got a bigger flock. So, um, yeah, look, it was, it was a good thing to, um, yeah, sort of get your head around um, how to manage them and um, how everyth- everything works. But, um, yeah, it was really quickly, I guess, um, we just delivered our eggs into shops and, you know, everyone sort of loved the, the taste and everything. So, um, yeah, it, it sort of went from there. So were you surprised how fast the market sort of um, got on board and got behind your product and ultimately became customers? I was, yeah. We, um, you know, we first delivered our eggs. I remember our first client, um, which is our local IGA, we, we delivered them on consignment. So they went in there to see if they sold um, and they sold very quickly. And, um, yeah, from there we sort of um, developed, you know, some really good relationships with, um, you know, smaller 
um, retail outlets that have been very supportive of our product and um, they came out to to visit the farm and, you know, to see how we actually do things. And, um, yeah, I, I guess I was surprised that, um, yeah, it sort of took off very quickly. Yeah, okay. So um, you, you talked about sort of smaller smaller retailers. So where are most of your eggs sold now? Is it through re- retail shops, restaurants, cafes, direct to consumers? Yeah, so we do um, we do two farmers markets. So they're sort of our um, direct um, sources of yeah selling our eggs, and um, we have sort of about eight um, restaurants and um, smaller shops that we supply to. So it's probably about a fifty fifty split. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So on the farm now, you've got about a thousand hens. What are some of the other activities or livestock or crops that uh, you also have on the farm? Yeah, so initially um, we grew some organic garlic, and um, we still do that on a very small scale. Um, you know, not as not as much as we used to. Um, we have some beef um, cattle. Um, and we still have um, quite a few um, horses that we we breed on the farm. So, um, yeah, they're sort of the other activities we do along with the um, the pastured eggs. Okay. Yeah. Great. So I noticed um, from your your Facebook page in the in the early days you just had alpacas um, guarding your your chickens, but now you've got a few marema dogs. Tell me about them. Yeah, so we've recently um, got three Marema pups, um, which is a yeah whole new world for me. Um, yeah, my family has definitely fallen um, in love with them because they're beautiful dogs. Um, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, the, the alpacas have done a good job guarding and we still have some alpacas in with um, some of our flocks. But, um, yeah, the Maremas are in um, in training at the moment. So um, they've been really great. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd heard various experiences from people, but um, I think it's been good that we've got, um, you know, three, their brothers and sisters, and um, they're in a big area and, um, you know, they play with each other and they've been great with the chooks so far. They... Um, they came from somewhere um, where mum and dad were guarding chooks, so that's sort of what they've known their whole life. And, um, yeah, they're beautiful dogs. Yeah, excellent. So why did you decide to go with Marema dogs? Like you've already got alpacas. Like yep. were you after something sort of different or? Um, look, I guess it's, um, you know, it's my dream long term to farm without fencing. Yeah. Um, so they're sort of part of, of that. Um yeah, but perhaps I could do that with the alpacas. I'm not sure, but um, I think they might tend to sort of wander a bit further. Yes. Um, so, yeah, the, the dogs are sort of just a, um, a, an avenue that, um, yeah, hopefully one day we can um, let down the fences and um, work with them. Yeah. Yeah, well, you've definitely got the, the land there, like being a couple of hundred acres to, yeah, m- move your chickens around. You, you're not all confined to sort of a, a 30 acre sort of area for a thousand chickens so you've got yeah massive yep. amounts of room yep no we're very fortunate like that so yeah yeah so when you when you first started you wanted you were looking for for income and also like the nutrients the manure uh for the farm how have you how has your farm responded now because we're talking a few years of rotating your chickens around Yep. Have you seen a noticeable difference in your pasture and um, the, the quality of the grasses coming through? 
Well, we have, yeah. We were actually just talking the other day and obviously it's springtime at the moment and um, you can definitely see where we've done the rotations of the caravans and, you know, the different species of grass that are coming through and, um, you know, it's a slightly different colour and, um, yeah, like definitely um, that, that would be one of the biggest benefits, I would say, about, um, you know, farming with the caravans. It's it's really been great. Yeah, yeah, f- fantastic. So with the... With your flocks, do you have uh, different age groups and how many flocks do, are, are you running at any one time? We do. So we have um, three flocks. Um, so we obviously have our new flock coming through. I've got a flock at the moment that hasn't quite started laying. Um, and then we have two um, flocks. And then, you know, when our birds get to um, sort of about 18 months of age, we sell them um, to people for backyard hens. So that's sort of how we keep moving our, our flocks through. Yeah, so you've, you've always, no, no matter what time of year you're at, you've always got eggs on because you've got, yeah, diff, different age flocks. It's not like you're getting rid of all of them at one time. Yeah, no. And obviously, you know, with our, the eggs we sell, we have, um, you know, various sizes depending on what outlets they're going to or, you know, the market. And so it's really important that you keep, you know, some different egg sizes running through. Um, you don't have the same egg size all the time. Yeah. So tell me about how you sell off um, the layers. So they've finished at, at your farm. You want to get make room for, for younger birds, new layers. Yep. How do you go about advertising and selling and and uh, moving those so predominantly we use um social media so we put an, an advertisement up on social media um to to gauge interest and then um it's also a lot of word of mouth um you know people that have maybe come and got hens a couple of years ago and um you know the fox might have taken them or for various reasons they, they need more um you know they come back to us so um, yeah, it's. I mean, social media that is a great thing because it does put um, the word out there, but it's it's also word of mouth. Yeah, so they, these are just people. Are they sort of uh, on a suburban block or are they on a small farm? Like, who are the sort of people that buy sort of your older hens? Yeah, it's typically suburban block. Um, there are a few people on you know small acreage that you know will take larger numbers, like you know ten or twenty birds. Um, but typically, you know, your average person will take three or four hens for the backyard. Um, and, yeah, they just sort of live in suburbia and, you know, we get really good feedback um, about, you know, that they're laying eggs and they transition fairly well. People come and, you know, pick them up at night time to minimise stress. So, um, yeah, look, it works really well. And, um, yeah, I think it's it's a good system to have. Yeah, and they're really getting... Um... Um, good value and a quality bird because it's been out in the field in the sunshine on pasture living a great life and then it's going to someone's backyard opposed to it's not like it's been locked up in a shed all its life and you put it outside it's like gonna die of heat stress or something so yeah yeah absolutely I think um you know people see that um they appreciate that you've looked after the birds and um you know like it is good value for money that um you know if you go and buy a new bird some of them are you know 30 35 dollars to buy so um yeah no it's 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 good we get quite good feedback yeah and it's also good for you because like really those hens don't owe you any money because they've already paid for themselves they've they've laid eggs that you've sold but it is nice to get some money back um that can go towards the next flock yeah definitely um yeah it, it makes a big difference um so yeah if you can sort of yeah keep um you know that that income sort of coming back some of it and um yeah it, it makes a big difference 
Yeah. So you, you mentioned earlier that um, when you were selling to some of the smaller retailers, um, they they um, visited the farm. Tell me, tell me more about that. Yeah, so um, early on we um, we sort of had some groups. Uh, I guess there's one, there's a particular business that's um, a local deli that sells quite a few of our eggs and um, they regularly sort of, you know, have a day for their staff where they might take them out for breakfast or might do something with them. And, um, yeah, they all came out to the farm and we basically did a, you know, a farm walk and um, showed them, you know, the housing and how the birds live and, you know, answered any questions they had and, you um, it was great because obviously they come back and, you know, they're the ones with direct contact to their customers. So, um, you know, they'd seen our farm in action and they could actually tell people, you know, how we farm and, and what we do and, you know, what the product is. So I think it was really invaluable that they actually, you know, came to see um, what we did. Yeah, and and I think that the more, the more any farmer can do that, the better because you're really just adding – transparency but so much more than that like because they can whether it's the the retailers or, or the consumers they can just feel connected and know what's actually going on and and i've said it many times before there's there's almost no transparency in the food industry today like you could go into a store and buy some bacon mm-hmm. all, all you'll know is if it was australian or imported you actually don't know anymore so to be able to um, be happy to open up your farm to say, hey, come and see. Um, all those people have a connection because it's not like they just heard about it, um, but they've actually walked on the pasture, seen the chickens, seen, seen where they live, where they lay eggs. And especially if they're the staff that are in that store, they're going to, if someone asks questions about eggs and they've got three on the shelf, well, they know firsthand that the quality um, of the hens and the pasture of of your eggs over someone else's. Yeah, yeah, I think it's been a huge part in terms of building our sales that, um, yeah, they're able to talk about our product with direct experience. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. So what were some of the, the challenges over, over the years that maybe you may not have expected? You've you, you've jumped into this new new industry. You haven't sort of had more than six chickens. What were some of the challenges? Um, I think for me, it's, um, you know, it's a broader thing. I mean, I came from more of a corporate background. I'd always lived on the farm my whole life, but um, I'd sort of gone off to study and to work. And um, so a lot of it was sort of the, um, you know, the mechanical part, you know, we, we shift with um, shift caravans with the tractors and things and, um, you know, learning how to um, adjust things and tinker with things. Um, that was, you know, I've become so much better with all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, what else were, were the challenges? Um, yeah, I suppose just, um, you know, just learning, um, learning about how to manage the birds best. Um, yeah, what makes them happy? I think, um, you know, one of the biggest learnings is, you know, they lay the best eggs when you just, you know, pretty much leave them alone to do their own thing. Um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I've learned a lot, um, yeah, I have I have sort of learnt a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. So what? Um, so now that you, you're at sort of th- three flocks and a thousand hens, do you, do you feel that's a comfortable number for you, or do you feel you're going to expand or change, or what's the future hold? 
Uh, I think I think at this stage it's probably a comfortable number. Um, yeah, I, look, I do the majority work of work with um, you know a little bit of external help, um, but I think you know for, we we want to keep it small because to me that you know you get um, a lot bigger and then it sort of changes the um, you know the capacity of what you can do and how you farm and and all the rest. So um, I think for us it's probably you know good at this stage. Um, yeah, but you know, you never say never, do you? So we'll <laughs> we'll just see what the future holds. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, and you used to do uh, garlic in sort of a, a larger scale. You still do that on a small scale, is that right? We do. Yeah, we do. And look, um, you know, uh, probably about eighteen months ago, we planted some capers. And look, so we're experimenting with some different things. And um, yeah, we'll just um, just see how they go. But um, yeah, I mean, the the chickens have been a, a really good thing to do because it's obviously you know a direct sort of instant um, you know income source. Whereas a lot of other things, obviously, you have to wait till the end of the year to be paid, or you know, yeah. they work quite quite differently. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. Well, thank you so much for your time, um, and it's it's great sort of hearing your journey from yeah having sort of six chickens up to three flocks now and a thousand in in um, a pile of retail stores and and farmers markets. So it's it's been great sort of seeing your journey. Uh, if people want to see more, they can check out Top Hundred Acres on the web or on Facebook. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for joining us on Green Grass Egg Farming Podcast. For transcripts and other free resources, please go to greengrasseggfarming.com.